Bonjour, Fofofo. The proprietor of a clothing boutique greeted me. Ah, oui, Fofo, Fofofo. My gut tightened. Please, dear God, what was she saying? Was it about the weather? Were they having a special sale? Was there ink on my face? Squeezing my lips together in what I hoped was a smile, but was more likely a grimace, I tipped my head to one side like a dog who hears his master's voice but grasps only sounds of intent. I'd caught about every third word, promises of meaning, but like the proverbial carrot dangling before me just beyond my reach. How is it that my French wasn't up to the task of local life in Paris? I'd done pretty well up to now, ordering in restaurants, telling taxi drivers where to take me, buying shoes at Bazaar de l'Hôtel de Ville, you know, the important stuff. But my neighborhood, where no one spoke a lick of English, was a whole new world. This was getting to know you French, talking about politics in a bar French, making a deeper connection French, and all I could make out was fa, fa, fa. What's French for? I'm totally screwed. It's a terrible thing being on the outside of a language. So much going on around you, a world of conversation, and there you are, barred from entering. Your ignorance is like the bouncer at a cool club who won't let you in. Over the years, each time I came to Paris, despite six years of what I thought was excellent French training, I still heard fa-fa from passersby on the street, fa-fa at the cafe table next to me. You'd be surprised how much the chatter around you connects you to your world. These snippets of small talk are snatches of life that keep you part of a community. It's the difference between being invited to share in an event and being an observer. I often vacationed by myself in Paris, and my inability or hesitation to make idle chit-chat of any kind isolated me. To cope, I would have lengthy conversations with myself in my head, a continuous banter that drowned out the loneliness. I think I'll turn left here. Not sure where it will go, but what the hell? I wonder if I should get money from that ATM, since it's right there. I do need more money. Oh, look, macaron! By the end of my vacation, I'd feel as if I were going nuts. Still, I'd always return to New York, taking home only the best memories of Paris, the isolation forgotten like labor pains thanks to a suitcase full of Paris goodies. Now I had an apartment here. The isolation would not be able to be dismissed so easily. It would move in with me if I didn't parler français with the locals. It wasn't just about functioning here. I wanted to belong here. How much time would it take before fawfaws took the shape of stories of everyday Parisian life? stories in which I could play a part. Desperate to be liked and accepted, I developed the skill of feigning understanding, nodding and smiling, parroting the speaker's expressions. It was especially effective for those chance encounters by the mailboxes in my lobby. It allowed me to build my reputation as a polite neighbor and afforded me a connection du moment, but it left me feeling empty. I was missing out on a chance to really meet people marginalized by my inability to express who I was. I couldn't bring myself to open my mouth, and when I did, I sounded like a four-year-old. Yes, I like that. That is good. As a writer, I found not being able to express every subtle nuance of my thoughts exactly as I wanted was a kind of hell. Oh, the dreaded moment when someone approached me and, smiling and full of expectation, said something, then inevitably found their words met by my dumb, glazed-over look. 
their disappointment palpable, and for me, gutting. I avoided eye contact with people because I didn't want them to engage me. That was my worst nightmare. Would I understand them? And if I did, could I reply? At the market, while I was shopping for cheese at the Fromager, an elegant man with thick, curly brown hair smiled at me. I smiled back, but then realized I'd just engaged him. Oh, dear God, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I buried my head in the cheese. Fofaw delicious, yes, he asked, eyeing the cheese in my hand. Not quite sure what he'd just said, I applied my trusty nod and smile technique. His clear blue eyes smiled back. I wasn't sure how far I could fake it, but I sure wanted to try to go all the way with my charming suitor. For me, he said, pointing to another goat cheese, I prefer fo fo fo. Okay.